0: Hello out there in podcast land. This is not a mistake. We are here back in your podcast feed, bringing you another episode of the VMP Anthology podcast, the last one for real this time from our Miles Davis season. And on this episode, I recently took to our Discord with the help of our head of customer care, Paul Bass. To take any and every question that anybody on our Discord had about this Miles Davis box, from how it came together, what we were thinking about when we were doing this, you know, basically anything that was on their mind that they wanted to know, we provided. So uh, I will get out of my own way here. This is me talking to Paul and taking your questions about the Miles Davis Anthology.
1: And we are live once again, joined here with my good old pal Storf uh, for the Miles Davis Electric Years Q and A. How are you doing this uh, o- October thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth? that spooky how day, today?
0: yeah, dude. I'm doing good, man. I am feeling great about this Miles Davis box. We fucking did it, man. You oh, you got one of these, right? You're in the oh, yeah, yeah. Right oh yeah. yeah, right there. Yeah, just uh, yeah, we we did it, man. We we made the definitive version of 7 Miles Davis albums. As just a thing that we did on a normal Wednesday. Like <laughs> just just one of the things that we do. Like this sort of thing for some labels is like their big one quarter drop and we yep. did that while doing 63 records of the month this year. Like yes. unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I don't understand how any and I don't understand how anything gets done with how much we do.
0: And we did this. Yeah, we did it right, man. It feels so good. I you know, I feel like I'm drinking and reveling in the tears of people on the Internet who doubted you all doubted out there. (laughs) Not any of you in the chat, but people doubted. And now I am supping on your tears and your, uh, your, your collective, you know, collective awe that we did it, but we we did it,
1: man. feels so. I love, good. I love that for you. Uh, I love that for us. And yeah, yeah. it has been it has been nice to uh, to see the reviews come in and see members yeah. getting their sets and and being stoked on it. So yeah,
0: and we never know how these things, you know, are going to be received. No. and so like. Yeah, this has been this has been wild. This has exceeded any expectation we had in terms of the response. Like, you know, people writing small novellas on you know forums and and on discogs about how good this is. You know, this is. I mean, this feels like uh, a you know, uh, this is a, a major moment. This is like a crowning achievement for us. Uh, you know, this this just feels real good. Feels nice. Yeah
1: yeah 100 percent. well uh let's just jump in here uh get get some questions going um we actually i mean we got a decent amount yeah the, thanks for those today. guys yeah yeah we yeah. definitely we definitely got a decent amount but um first one comes from our friend uh Tony. uh what is your favorite album from the bunch on a personal level what album and track can be different uh from a different album in regards to the track are you most proud of from the box
0: Uh, I mean, for me, I mean, uh, you know, I said this, I think at some point and maybe on like a a regular quarterly Q&A, like Bitches Brew was what I thought Miles Davis was for multiple years in my teenage years. Like, so that one was cool. But I think like low key Jack Johnson over the years has maybe become my favorite Miles Davis record. Like, I just love how funky and like guitar forward that record is. And like, yeah, so listening to that one, especially has been really rad. And I think, um, you know, another big one was on the corner. I don't think I, I had the music on vinyl on the corner for years. Uh, and to listen to ours, it was like, Oh my gosh, like I didn't I didn't know that this sounded this good period. Um, yeah. yeah, that one has been revelatory. For you, what ones, yeah, what ones have you liked listening to?
1: Uh I had a similar thing with Bitches Brew. I mean, that was that was my intro to Miles Davis in high school. Uh, and yeah, that kind of was like 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 you said, I thought that was Miles Davis, and then I think years later I heard kind of blue and I was like this is okay. I don't understand jazz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so no, I th- that one obviously for me is, is that leader one, but again, I, like you, Jack Johnson, I think I slacked you about it too. I was like, yeah, you did. You were like, I've damn never, I've never, something. yeah. Yeah. I'd never really heard the album before. Uh, and yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I was, I was into that. Cause cuz i mean even like the liner notes said or, or i think i'm paraphrasing obviously of just like this is like the most confusing music ever made or something like mm-hmm. some to that effect and it definitely it definitely can feel like that but i think uh yeah that it, it makes the moments where it does c- kind of click into place mm-hmm. shine that much more and like bitches brew and jack johnson were the ones for me that was just like yeah 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 those those were those were killer but again The entire box is insane yeah like it's flawless man it it, bitches brew only wins out just because of what it means to me personally but like if i was coming into this blind on all of it i don't even know if i could tell you know yeah same man um okay so uh uh, is there any uh specific album or track that you're like most proud of
0: i mean the whole set It picking one yeah that's tough the whole thing is just i'm incredibly proud of that thing
1: yeah yeah totally all right just making sure but all right cool moving on our buddy sean asks, how many miles is 67 kilometers uh 42 wow you know the conversion no i googled it before this okay good I was hoping you were just going to let that one slide, Storf. Let, let me look cool in front of my friends. I was like, holy shit.
0: Yeah, I have no, no really. idea what that conversion is. Yeah.
1: I know, I know no conversions of anything almost at this point without the internet telling that's me. A, so. Yeah, that's
0: what Google's for at this point. Yeah. yeah.
1: How many teaspoons in a cup? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, next question. Uh, Pierre asks, what was Ryan's feedback on the result, i.e., did he know he killed it as everyone who's listened to it thinks he did?
0: Yeah, I mean we I, I met Ryan for the first time in person uh, this summer. Um it was in June. He was in town for making vinyl and he knew what he did. <laughs> like well, he like, know he, he, he knows. I mean, he knows he's the guy. The thing I mean, he's a humble, really nice, friendly guy, but like you start talking to him about this stuff and it's like yeah that guy knows you know his he's got the hot hand right now so he knew the whole way i mean i think he viewed it as a challenge you know some of these sides are 28 minutes long like this is a lot different gig for him than being like hey we need you to cut the new t-swift record or whatever you know like this is a whole new this is a, a a different level of doing this so
1: yeah i love it i love that uh yeah i i, I was like i feel like he would know i <laughs> get this yeah. point he knows
0: he knows yeah
1: hell yeah um all right moving right along next one comes from fidelio's frequency um <laughs> this we have gotten this question so much so many times in the queue in chat in the discord why is the cover of in in a silent way heavily photoshopped my skin is all smoothed out on the OG and the MoFi, you can see his pores.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't believe it's photoshopped at all. I don't know it's, where it is. That's. So it this is, is where I,
1: Clay, if you're Did you if you're talk there, to Clay, okay, get Clay, it, get it yeah. in the chat. It's it's Here not necessarily is. photoshopped. It is though touched up, and it's been from what Clay has said. And again, I'm going to paraphrase until he's done typing. Was something like it's been that way for more most recent releases, and. Uh, I can't remember, I think it was just like that was what they provided us, right? Yeah, I mean, because that's, I
0: was going to say, mo- okay, it's from the art foils they sent us. Older reissues have been scanned from that's the original. Cool. So, yeah, so what we were using was actually the the mainster art file from Sony. And that's what I was going to say is like, on a lot of these projects, and particularly this one, Miles is an art, like, one of the rare artists where they kept a lot of master files of his stuff. Usually that does not happen. You know, we said that on the last Q&A. People are always like, why aren't you using the original art? And it's like, well, the the problem is is the original art does not exist. And in this case, it does. And so we got the original art files. If you got the, the MoFi one, it was probably a scan of... The original cover which is going to be darker and yeah and clay saying he looks like he had never tried water on the originals yeah very good call clay yeah yeah so yeah well, it was I'm not sorry. photoshopped it was the original art files that we got so yeah we did not touch it up you yeah. know where that came from yeah well i think it's because it looks like it would be it looks so different it looks clear
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Which I get the question, but I also laughed at how many people noticed because yeah. I'm almost positive I have the MoFi and I would never have, <laughs> never right. have noticed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's why I'm appreciative of all of our members. They they noticed that kind of stuff. So appreciate them. Um, all right. Next up, uh, we got our pal Chili. Uh, why no water babies in the set? Feels like that somewhat ends off the Miles Electric era but can see why it was left off. Also, any chance we can see it as a store drop?
0: Uh, Water babies was in the original idea for this. Um, I guess I can answer this more fully. Cause I, I think somebody asked later on, like how did the, we decide on these albums so we can just sort of question and say we answered it. But so the original idea came like clay had this idea a long time ago. Like, we should just do this era of Miles. We kind of, like, had that in the back burner. And then a random time, you know, a year and a half ago, Clay brought up to Marcus, uh, you know, who worked with us, and said, like, you think that we could ever do a Miles Davis Electric Years anthology? Marcus was writing liner notes for the most recent, like, Miles Davis, like, uh, rarities thing from the 80s, like Miles in the 80s. Uh, so, he was talking a lot with Vince Wilburn Jr., who is Miles' nephew. He texted Vince, and Vince, within two minutes, was like, done. You guys can do whatever you want. So, mm-hmm. me, Marcus, Clay, and Steven start working on this. Like, which what goes in? We're like, it has to start with In a Silent Way. But where does it end? Because, like, you could, I mean, in some ways, Miles' electric years... There's a brief period in the early 80s where he kind of didn't go electric, but then, you know, you listen to Star People, Mm
1: -hmm. our classics
0: record from the 80s, like, that's pretty much electric miles, too. Um, But we decided, like, you cut it off uh, where we did, because Water Babies is a compilation of stuff that was sort of left on the floor from multiple of these albums. And I believe even there's a song on water babies that is like even pre in a silent way. And so it was like, this, this doesn't, this feels like a grab bag versus the like cohesive moment that we could, we could bookend if we did in a silent way through get up with it. And so that's where it was like, okay, this is the tight seven. And then, you know, seven albums, and it was going to be that many LPs. It was like, okay, this feels good. Water Babies, we definitely want to do something with. Like, given the success of this and how well we did, uh, I would say this is not it for us mm-hmm. in Electric Miles. Uh, water it. Babies will happen, I think, in some context, what context at this point we're we're talking about. We're already me, Clay, and Steven had a meeting already to sort of talk about like what's next with Electric Miles. So
1: Love it. I mean, that does segue nicely into our next question from De La tau Uh the story of live electric miles, when?
0: Yeah, so that was the other thing that we had to figure out when we were lining up these seven albums was like There is some, like, pretty definitive live albums, you know, uh, Pangea, uh, Agarda, uh, you know, those things are really, really good. But do they work in this story we were telling through the studio albums? And that's why Live Evil was sort of like the hat tip to the live Electric Miles, uh, you know, because some of that stuff's live. Like, yeah. So it was like, okay. Uh, But is there a a second box that we could do of live electric miles we're talking about it um we're definitely thinking about it at this point we want to we know that there's so much of really good stuff from that era uh again what context and what happens we'll see but yep. we're definitely talking about it
1: yeah yep uh Okay, yeah, and that kind of touches on Future Boy 89's question where they ask, were there any albums you wanted to include in this set but just couldn't make it happen in time? Uh, time No, I mean,
0: not a time issue, just like a curation issue. Water Babies is the only one that was literally cut from the box. We talked about, uh, you know, Agarda and some of the other live things, but it was not serious. Water Babies was on the original list and we took it off.
1: Yeah, makes sense. All right, up next uh, from Shake Your Booty, uh, how many trips did Gary make to the Czech Republic to monitor the pressings? None. None. Uh,
0: Guys, GZ is good. They can make really good vinyl. They make uh, most of our records of the month. So, like, they do a good job. A major thing, major difference for us versus some of the other Uh, companies that use GZ and maybe don't have as good results is that we spend the money to get lacquers made. We have Ryan cut AAA lacquers that are then sent to GZ. Like We do everything we can on our side to make sure our quality is good. GZ ultimately does good work when you do the legwork on your own on the label side. So if you guys are unhappy with some GZ pressings that uh, other labels are making, it's the label that is not doing the legwork. Like GZ is capable of really great work like this Miles box, like our Gospel Truth box, like our upcoming Whalen box. Like they can do it. It's just a matter of doing the legwork on our side. So, yes, Gary did not need to go. It was not any more than we usually do for our quality control. It's the usual process we do with GZ.
1: Yeah. Love it. I love that you took the time to say all that because yeah, we get that question even in support all the time Uh of like, yeah, some, somebody talking about GZ, but yeah, they do great work. So, um, all right, moving on, uh, wood asks, do you guys work with RKS like Chad did with Bernie on "Can't Buy a Thrill"? UHQR, i.e., ask him to recut it seven times until it's just right. Well, I'll start with that question.
0: I mean, on this one, I don't think it required any recuts. I mean, if there's a if there's an issue, Ryan's got no problem recutting for us. Like he wants it to be the best, and yep. so like it's not in it's not an issue that like we say, you know, Oh, this doesn't work. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think this one, I don't remember at least, uh, any real issues with the, the cut. I know that we, you know, Herbie took a lot, uh, because of those albums are so quiet. But this one, I don't remember that, that being a problem at all.
1: On that, on that line, is there any oversight from VMP folks on the, on guiding mastering choices, or do you all just let Ryan do
0: his thing? We trust Ryan. Like, that's why we work with him. He does incredible work. And so we go to him and say, we want A this. And he does his thing. And the best thing about him is, like, you know, for us, and I think that's what he appreciates about us, is, like, we can send him one week. It's like, hey, man, here's 10 Dolly Parton albums we need you to cut. Uh, and then the next week, it's Miles Davis. And then the week after that, it's, you know, it's uh, Tribe Called Quest you know like he gets a pretty varied experience in a in a close partnership
1: with us yeah mm-hmm. yeah see yeah. and that's why we keep going back right love uh and then their final part of their question was uh how are the cuts for some of these albums pulled off um he mentioned Escrib said big fun cut hot as loud as can be perfect sound but at the same time 30 minutes per side have i been lied to my whole life Ryan's a wizard. That's like the
0: only thing like he did it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, up next, Benjamin Lewis 92. Oh, he said, aside from water babies, were there other albums that narrowly missed a cut? No more. I mean, Agarda.
0: we talk, I mean, we started, but it wasn't a serious discussion of like, let's put a bunch of live in here. We knew it was going to be huge without the live stuff. So,
1: yeah, nice. Uh, next one was from miles Jocko wrote him when any live miles coming through the pipeline yeah yeah we've already touched that Mm -hmm. okay uh sticky beekeeper asks what was the intent to focus on the studio portion of this period been planning this out from the start um or was that the intent sorry was was that always the intent yeah
0: that was definitely always the intent when we talked about this it was like you know we've said this multiple times in various marketing liner notes like this is the most confounding, crazy period of any artist ever. And that felt like a very vinyl me please thing to do to be like, we're going to do a Miles Davis box, but it's going to be on the most difficult part of Miles Davis. We are not going to give you kind of blue. We are going to give you get up with it. You know, um, that felt very vinyl me please. And also like, it, it just feels like it's, It's not the basic miles that we could do, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's just, it was a level beyond, it was lost sounds found. It was us going all in on it.
1: Yeah. And we went all in on it. We went all in baby. Yeah. Um, after that, our, our good old pal Balls, a.k.a. News Fedora, basically asked a very similar question of uh, how, how did the genesis of this project come to be? And, and uh, how did you come up with not just a Miles Anthology, but a Miles Anthology focusing on arguably his most divisive yeah. and experimental period? So, yeah, basically. yeah, it
0: felt more interesting to do it this way, too, than to try yeah. to be like, let's do the arc of the whole thing. Like, yeah, it, just, it feels more contained and more fun ultimately, to be yep. like, let's let's go as divisive as possible.
1: Yeah. Righteous. Moving right along. Egypto Knuckles asks, uh, Big fun and get up with it were awesome selections to include in this Electric Ears box set. Um, what's something going back to this box set when you look at the selection products that gained appreciation among those releases? Oh, like, yeah. Is there
0: something? I mean, I think he's asking, like, did we do this to, like more appreciation to these sort of forgotten records yes like that that's that's was part of the point of ending this with get up with it and uh and big fun is like most people's electric miles collection is in a silent way to on the corner and we were like no these other two records are really good too and they're from the same period um so like yeah it's a very cool thing and that's been a fun part about watching reactions come in of people being like, I would have never have listened to big fun and like, mm-hmm. I am really enjoying this. Yeah. That's been like a really fun part of the feedback on this one.
1: I mean, to be fair, I listened to bitches brew and was like, I don't need to find more. This is, a, this is more than enough. It's like going and eating a three course meal and then being like, where's the next three course meal after this though? Cause I was like, mm-hmm. I need to go back and rethink about the food I just ate. So uh-huh. this box yeah. perfectly just set me up to like, Okay, usher you into now the next step. So that's what mm-hmm. these anthologies are so good at doing anyway. So Right. Yeah. Um, and then the last part of their question, man, y'all really, y'all really didn't read the other questions that other people were asking because they basically were just like, were there any other live albums that, you know, didn't make the cut or something? We've answered. That. I think
0: that's so. a testament to how excited everybody is to this one. It's like, they're like, what yeah, about man. all the live stuff? Yeah. We know. We know. <laughs> like, we're coming. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah
1: um this this next person has a crazy name so there are good old pal steve um they're just asking about the silent way cover art again y'all just need to yeah the original art files that's
0: how it's supposed to look
1: yeah exactly um all right next up our good old pal rhino um a few months ago there was a tease that some big oh wait a minute ask this question i'll answer
0: it here that's fine all right all right
1: we'll we'll allow it we'll allow it this time rhino but you're put on notice this was a miles davis q a yeah but go ahead
0: they they asked uh they asked about more hip-hop exclusives basically i mean there's a tribe called quest exclusive in the store right now buddy uh we, we literally just put that out so Go get that. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to do more and more hip hop in the store. Uh, there's a Wu Tang Clan affiliate record coming in early November. So,
1: yeah. Look out for ask that. and ye shall receive, but yeah. also back ask in a more appropriate place. Yeah,
0: yeah. back to Miles.
1: Gosh, <laughs> no, you're okay, Rhino. But but really, yeah. um, all right, Baby Gorilla asks pressing quality on these is top tier i've mentioned it elsewhere but gz really knocked it out of the park historically they've been a little hit or miss in my experience is there anything that goes into which version of gz we get they're clearly capable of incredible work i.e this and the gospel truth like you mentioned uh or is it just something where they've been improving qc as time goes on so problems are fewer and farther between I mean, we kind of touched on this. Is there any other thoughts you want to do? I mean, I think
0: they they have a reputation. I think a lot of people base their reputation on 2014, 2015 GZ when they were the only game in town and people were dumping every project on them. And I don't think that the reputation that they have is accurate to what they put out now. And again, if you do the legwork on your own side, you take, you make sure your house is in order. They can, you know, it's sort of like, uh, you build a house, right? And if you supply the, uh, the, the wood to the, the person who's making it. If you give them rotten wood, the house is not going to turn out that well. But if you give them top-of-the-line boards, drywall, great studs, the house will turn out well. And yep. that is the, the testament. We ourselves have gotten very, very good at giving GZ the best possible material to make our records with. And that matters a lot as far as the QC
1: Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and even like I mean, as the person looking at our replacement numbers and everything, like,
0: and they've gone down way down, down
1: right? Insane like, down, yeah. Insane and down. the
0: issues we've had with color vinyl sounding a certain crackle or whatever, those issues we have solved internally by not picking that kind of color effect anymore. Like, we know what could cause problems at yeah. this point. And so, yeah. like, we, we stopped doing those things. Again, we are making sure that our own house is in order to make sure that we get, deliver the quality we want and yep. what you deserve as an audience.
1: Yeah. 100%. Love it. Great answer. Um. All right, let's see. Okay. Sticky Beekeeper kind of asked, again, the groundwork of, like, why this period of his career... Were there discussions on other eras? Um, and if there are what was potentially on the table before it was finalized? But
0: Yeah, I mean, it was always going to be electric years. Um, I mean, I talked with Vince. I hung out with Vince in San Francisco over Memorial Day weekend. He basically wants us to just keep doing more mile stuff. Um, I don't know. Home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> force us into it, man. Um, yeah, no, I don't know that we're ever going to... Uh, you know, necessarily go back and do Birth of the Cool or whatever. But, like, you know, I think the electric period, I think we can own, in a way. Um, we, can, we are proving we make the best Miles Davis electric vinyl. So, I think if you see more Miles coming from us, it'll be electric,
1: period. Um. Okay. Up next, our buddy uh, DJ S. Gribbs has his normal list of questions sweet first up uh yeah how did this form from an idea to a label pitch was there any pushback from the label was there any pushback or doubt internally given that when you all started working on this box mofi outing hadn't oh the mofi drama hadn't happened yet and their version of many of davis's albums were considered triple a and highly regarded was there a notion or spirit of competitive force there
0: Uh, actually, I think the Mofi stuff had started bubbling. Mm. Um, but ultimately we were not scared. Uh, even if they were, you know, and I, I have not gone back and looked and seen like how many of the Miles Davis things they did are caught in their, their DSD, you know, controversy. Uh, we, we were not scared. We felt like we can do very very good quality versions of these albums uh and we could like be competitive with bofi that was like the first thing um but yeah i mean was there any internal fright not at all uh (laughs) yeah only excitement i mean cam you know our ceo was like oh fuck yeah (laughs) like he was like oh yes like when we told him like we're doing it um you know, like I said, Vince from the estate was, like, immediately, like, done. What do you need from us to make it happen? And when we went to the label, we CC'd Vince, and Vince went, let them do this. And the label already, like, Sony, we have a great relationship with them over there. And they were, like, the the pump was primed. They were, like, done. Um, I think the only question was, like, how many to make. Really was like the only thing that we argued over because it was like we should do more than a thousand, but like how many more was like yeah. probably the longest discussion out of everything
1: was Which like honestly, how many to make. as old as time at this point is like <laughs> yeah. that's yeah it's it's yeah. usually like sometimes yeah that's the hardest part is like we got everything over the line, but now it's just like what how many yeah uh huh yeah. yeah um all right then now what was the research and production work like on this outside of the MOFIs? Were there specific pressings that the team sought sought after as as a reference copies?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, this was one, and I think Steven mentioned this on his interview uh, that I did with him. That's on the the earlier episodes of this now podcast that this will turn into. This was one. um, We were not afraid of trying to top the versions that existed, the only thing that we are afraid of with this one is that we know that if we make a Miles Davis box, the overlap Venn diagram of people who will notice any small difference, that's a circle. So like Stephen did an immense amount of research in terms of like what what sent what should the center labels look like what should what cover of jack johnson do we use you know and then that's where we get to the quote from from miles in his autobiography saying i didn't want the the painting cover you know like we we did all of our due diligence on the packaging the liner notes stuff that goes in there like you know Steven mentioned there's a mistake in one of the back liner notes and then it was like there was a debate of like do we fix the like the typo and error and then it was like I don't think we should because if if we do they will notice <laughs> you know so like yeah it was it was that stuff so like the attention to detail on this one we we give a lot of attention to detail to everything we do but we knew that we could not fuck this up physically. Like, we could not.
1: Yeah. How dare you ask Gribbs? We don't talk about that email. Yeah, typos on emails talking. happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, There's we also a-
0: wrote Miles Davis on the first booklet we ever did with Miles Davis, yeah. too. That's an old school typo. Like, that's, it that's happens. literally
1: sitting over there by that lamp. It's on that lamp, just on, yeah. on the bottom We Yeah. yeah
0: we, we make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, Clay. Clay yeah it said miles and not mile davis um yeah it Uh, happens but we knew we could not make that mistake in the physical package
1: yeah so yes yeah um were there any issues with the tapes either the ones you picked or something you couldn't do are the tapes really just in absolute pristine condition i've heard columbia is very tight with their sharing of tapes any special or out of the norm steps ryan had to take
0: Nothing out of the norm. I mean, Sony, uh, I think, rightly knows that their tapes are the future of their music division. Like, you need those. Can't have them burn up, but, like, the unnamed major label did. Um, So, Sony, it's copy tapes. We have to do one-to-one transfers to get them out of their vault, which we have accepted because, like we're the only people that pay that pretty much. Everybody else just does digital Sony's. Um, It did take some slight convincing uh, of us on the, for us to get the tapes because the miles tapes they're so touchy with, Um, you know, it took some work to be like, look, we're not going to do this if we can't have the tapes. And so there was one point where like, I had to play a little bit of hardball and be like, I know that it's going to be a lot of work and it's going to be expensive for us to do these tape transfers, but we will not make this box if we don't have the tapes. Yes, brand new transfers, Gribs, asking in the comments. Completely new transfers all the time with our tapes. It's one-off transfers. We're paying for the actual tape. We're paying for the transfer. Uh, yeah. So, like, it was it was me saying we need the tapes that they were like, okay, fine. You know, you're going to have to pay a bunch of money to get them out of there. And we're like, fine. You know, yeah. that was like the only real point of contention. It was always like, you guys can do this. We love you guys. Go ahead. Vince wants it. It's happening. But getting them to let us do the new tape transfers took a bit.
1: And that again, makes so much sense with, yeah, <laughs> it's like- yeah they don't, they want to yeah.
0: protect the tape. So like, yeah. yeah, you know, how many copies of bitches brew? have there been
1: yeah no yeah i mean in a in an age of where it's getting harder and harder to preserve things it's like yeah we'll play ball in in the in the name of preservation for sure (laughs) yep for sure yeah um what was the lead time between lacquer cutting and plating
0: not very long i know that was pretty quick um with especially with these ones, but I I can't say anything specific, but I know that it was not like the lacquer sat around for months and then it got cut. So,
1: yeah. Um, I think you might've mentioned this. Were there any lacquers that needed to be recut or did Ryan nail everything in one take?
0: From what I know, he didn't need to recut anything, but he might have, if, if it was, it wasn't significant that like it slowed the process down or was like a moment of strife for anybody. I guess it's not like
1: we are watching Ryan do it over his shoulder. <laughs> it's like he, he he could have done it himself. He's just like,
0: I think it sounds good.
1: And we're like, yeah. sounds
0: great, man. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Ryan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, did the production team do A-B testing after initial test pressings came out?
0: Yes. Uh, Steven, I'm pretty sure, had multiple copies of these albums. And yeah. I remember getting a message that, like, the test pressing sound incredible. Uh, And Steven, he listens to so many test pressings. He doesn't usually tell anybody like, hey, you know, like this, this test, this, this new uh, test pressing sounds really good. He like usually is not sharing that. So when it's good, you're like, if Steven is telling you, they must be really good. Yeah.
1: I think even I heard that they were really good, which again, if if I'm hearing a test pressing is good, that's, that's an even like higher level of. Okay, right. we got we got pay attention now. <laughs> this is yeah. insane. Yeah. Um, describe the process of working with Ben on the liners. How did you approach him, and how did he respond?
0: Yeah, he's my boy, man. Ben Ratliff and I. Uh, he was the first guy to write a classics booklet, which was the first ever in package liner notes we ever had as a, co- a company. Yeah. Um, in a record of the month. Uh, And it was really cool, actually. Like, you know, I've been reading him since I was, uh, you know, 12 or 13 and started reading music journalism. And so I, uh, you know, McHold emailed him and he called and talked to me. This was, you know, early 2017. And he was like, okay, tell me about Vinyl Me, please. And I talked to him for like an hour. And the whole time I'm like... I have no idea if he's actually going to say yes. Because, like, the whole talk, he had never said, like, I'm in. And then we get to the end, and there's this, like, pause. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to work for you. And I went, awesome. You know, like, I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, And so he did Archie Shep. And so we've worked with him a bunch over the years. You know, he did um, The Amazing Hassan. Remember that early jazz exclusive, that piano player? That, like, the Max Roach and Hassan thing? Yeah. Remember that yeah. dude that that record that's an underrated exclusive that thing whips Dang. um that's a blast he, he, yeah, he did those, uh he did the Max Roach percussion bittersweet liner notes, um, you know, he did our blue note liner notes, I'm trying to think what other ones well, you know, and then we got him to do impulse, which actually were written before miles, yeah. um, and so he did the impulse booklet. And, you know, we, it was basically, it's just an email and he, you know, was a miles obsessive. He covered miles for the New York times. Um, and so he was like, yeah, okay. Like, and, but are you okay if I go like a little bit experimental with how I write these? It won't be as straightforward. We were like, you're Ben Ratliff, man. Like, of course do whatever you want.
1: I remember slacking you right after I kind of finished reading the liner notes and I was like. These liner notes read how these albums play, uh-huh. and I was like, yeah. "This is genius." <laughs> yep, yeah, and he did that completely
0: okay. on his own. That was not like any direction okay. from us. Yeah, I just remember when those came in, me and Theta, when she was still here, were freaking out.
1: We we're oh, like, "These
0: are so good!" Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I love it. Um, who got advanced copies of this? Are there Miles experts you sent promos to? I got, I got mine early. Yeah, I got mine go. early. <laughs> uh,
0: early. I think we sent one to Q tip. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um trying to think. I mean, we sent a bunch to Sony and then they send a send a bunch to their sort of like their trusted, you know, artists. Um Yeah, I mean I think we got I think we sent one to Questlove. You know, we haven't heard back yet. I mean, it's, you know, these people are busy, and this is a bit of a monolith to have to deal with. So, like, yeah, yeah it's not like QTip has sent an email and been like, this is my favorite part of Big Fun or whatever. But, yeah. you know, everybody that we've heard from that has one has been like, holy shit, you guys really did it here, you know?
1: Yeah. Love it. Where were the jackets printed? I think with
0: A to Z, through gz like they are printing we do almost all of our print with the same company so wherever they print stuff
1: it's also it's also why people get we'll get the question in the queue where they're like wait you said this was pressed at this pressing plant but then it says manufactured in the czech republic on the back but that's the jacket not the record Mm -hmm. because sometimes they come separately
0: right yeah the jackets are almost always made in the czech republic even if they're pressed at uh, you know, RTI furnace or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the main picture for the box and the promo material. Who picked that out, and what was the process?
0: Yeah, I think that's mentioned in the podcast. But Clay, uh, you know, really found some. This is like around the live uh, mile stuff from the period. I think he found this image on Getty Images. Um, And then came up with this sort of like, at least the treatment was sort of a germ of an idea from clay. And then Julia Fletcher, um, who used to work for us as like an art uh, person in our staff. She's the one who ended up with the color, the like fried sort of thing.
1: Yeah. I just, I just remember when they first got it together like the concept. I think Clay sent it to me and I, yeah, immediately it was just like you need to stop sir. You're, it's too good now. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me out. up
0: for air, brother. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um were there any other sticker contender images? I don't
0: think so. The sticker sort of, you know, sorry to burst the third the fourth wall here, but sometimes the sticker is like the last thing we think about. And so like, it's always like the first idea (laughs) is like the best idea, you know, I'm really excited about the Whalen sticker. And that was something that came to us pretty late in the process. Uh, yeah,
1: the, uh, Dino's bar and grill or whatever for, uh, Thin Lizzy, that, that was, uh, that was a sticker that came early. Wasn't it like. You knew you wanted to do that
0: as the start. oh yeah well and actually I wanted to do the art print that's where that started. Oh yeah, the original idea was for me and Clay Winniconder and Associates, which is our design firm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. We uh, the original idea for that was to do it as the art print as a menu board for Dino's Bar and Grill, like you know those right. old school like ridged things with like yep. the you know the letters uh, and make like. You know, food items, and that was going to be the art print. But then we get offered the original sketches by the guy who made the cover. It was like, okay, fine. I guess the art print's dead. And then it was like, oh, we can just do like a Dino's Bar and Grill sticker in the every box. So yeah, yeah. I
1: I love that sticker. Honestly, I'm I'm, I'm, I am looking
0: at one right now. It's on my computer. So that's
1: yeah. I have I I have uh, anxiety about where to place stickers. So mine just. They collect in a giant pile of stickers that I think one day I'll do something with, but I might not. I don't know.
0: I have. I have to send you a picture of this coffee table that's behind me.
1: Uh, it has a glass
0: top, and so is that where you
1: took? That's the. Did you take the picture of your mailbox? Yeah, box yeah, on yeah, yeah. Then I know because I, I just was throw like, throw
0: all my stickers underneath there. Like I just lift the glass up and just toss everything in there.
1: So very smart, very yeah. smart. Uh Wait, someone forgot to number these out of two thousand. Seems to be a few out there labeled uh, out of a thousand. I think Come that's just sloppy
0: that. handwriting.
1: I was about to say because these are hand numbered, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. sloppy
0: handwriting. They did, they got their hand probably got tired.
1: Yeah, and that happens a lot actually. And it's actually, I don't, I, I need to ask uh, Dan who does it at Saddle Creek because whoever does it, their ones are very interesting because it's like a N. Like yeah. it's almost like a, it's like, two yeah, lines. The, uh,
0: the, the arch off the top of the one, the, like the one that goes left is very long. Yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. It is much longer yeah. than conventional ones.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, if it, if it was out of a thousand, yeah, if it's being hand numbered, humans are going to human. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and occasionally that kind of stuff gets through. Yep. I was about to check mine and then realized it's unnumbered. Yeah. Ours are unnumbered. Ours are unnumbered. Yeah. um, Come up with the most outrageous conspiracy theory behind this mix up. Uh, oh, I'm trying, to, there's too many. Like,
0: we do. I mean, if we were on Hoffman, we would say that our cut is not exclusive to us and that it was Ooh. exclusive to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's what they were numbering it out of because there was another thousand coming from some other place. Yeah.
1: yeah. Or like, Oh, they thought they originally said it was out of two thousand, but didn't sell enough, and then had to only make a thousand, mm-hmm. so they're labeled that. And they're
0: going out of business.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, that's well, usually well, they, how those conspiracy. Well, we hate everybody, happen. and we just wanted to confuse you. Yeah, take take a pick. I guess it's it's none of those three, but for a good conspiracy three, it's all three of them. Yeah. Um. Okay, we are getting to the end of uh, grips's, grips's question here. Um. Any initial feedback from cool members or subscribers that would be fun for us normal peons to hear about
0: i mean beyond your feedback grips
1: yeah, uh, you
0: just- <laughs> yeah you're a cool member man uh no man i don't know like i like i said we haven't gotten much i mean everything's just been positive
1: like like the di- like the uh discogs listing like has a lot of nice things on there um mm-hmm. Yeah, basically the miles the miles channel in here and the discogs posting has been a nice positive echo chamber for a nice change of pace. Yeah, it's that's been nice. Been,
0: yeah, take a bath in positive comments. It's been nice. Just, yeah,
1: just uh-huh. yeah. Scrooge
0: point. McDuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, Show us your tats.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me put my mic down. So it's, it's right here. I got the big, or the, uh, get up with it glasses. Uh, it's above my Dolly Parton tattoo. So I've got miles and Dolly. And then the cadet tattoo is also on the same part of my arm.
1: So the dedication.
0: Yeah. And then a Pee Wee Herman's big adventure bike, you know? Yeah. Got
1: a, got it. It's
0: it's a comment on the dichotomy of man. You know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) It's art for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Grib said, can't wait for that Tupac anthology and the accompanying tattoo if you don't get thug life across the uh, stomach.
0: Yeah. There was a pool at my college newspaper that uh, eventually got up to $400 for the first person to go get the Tupac thug life tattoo. And I was the only one that got close enough when I was drunk to be like, I'm going to do it. I need the $400. Yeah. You know, but. i don't know i don't know a white 38 year old at this point needs the tupac tattoo but Uh, i'll figure out something else if we do a tupac anthology yeah Yeah. i can't wait i'll get a machiavelli tattoo like the the philosopher not tupac like yeah (laughs) (laughs) get the uh, yeah get the like the cover of the prince on Mm -hmm. my back yeah yes
1: Yes, yeah, I love uh, it. Yeah. Um, all right. Finally, just wanted to shout out. Love the precision and focus on the electric gears Think it was a wise decision to hone in on such a specific era for a prolific artist like Miles. Ultimately, so thank you, Gribs, for those questions. Yeah, thanks man. always,
0: and thanks for your review too, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Bert Dirt asked, "How soon will the Miles Q and A? Will things pivot into a Wu Tang discussion?" And it almost did with that hip hop question, but <laughs> yeah. not about you now. I'll tell you that. Yeah um all right literally the last co- oh wait this is the last one i think all right oh nice all right yuck bon ass smiles is nearly unique in the type of career arc that allows for this type of box i.e even in his electric years you have a variety to choose from even contemporaries that have the long career or broad discography wouldn't necessarily have their own electric years maybe uh, uh chick or herbie but there's no like Bill Evans or Monk, the fusion years. So are there any others that you considered or would like to do as like a focused era for one artist?
0: Sure. I mean, I think the Whalen box actually is this cause it's like, yeah. it's pretty narrowly focused on his, you know, creative freedom years. I guess you could mm. call them like the outlaw country years of Whalen. Um, we definitely had a version, you know, the Herbie Hancock box probably had like at various points twenty different lineups, and there was definitely a period where it was like, let's just do the Mwandishi box, um, you know, it's head, there the Headhunters box. Like, we definitely had that discussion at a point. Um, you know, a Bob Dylan Christian rock years would be funny and interesting. I think those Dylan records are wildly underrated. Like Slow Train Coming is like top 5 Dylan for me.
1: Um,
0: uh, let me think. Like and is there any I guess the other uh single artist boxes we have sort of in the pike are pretty broad. I mean, uh, you know, one that I've had in the back of my mind, I guess like if it happens, you guys will get spoiled. It's like nowhere near happening. <laughs> is like a Isley Brothers T neck years when they, in that period from like the early 70s until the early 80s, when they were like completely independent and were on top of the world. Yeah. Um, that would be a really like interesting box. Um, yeah. Is there any like, there's not even like a good, I mean, the, the Carter Little Wayne could be a good box. Just yeah. do the Little Wayne, the Carters.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, you know, but yeah. Actually, I just, I, uh, there's a lot of hip hop, I feel like, that you could do. Because I feel like some of the artists that have been around for a long time have had definitive eras.
0: Yeah, you could do like uh, the Life and Times uh, Jay-Z box. You know, cause yeah, because there's three of those, right? Or you could do the Blueprint era yep. for Jay-Z. Um, Yup. Yeah. Damn.
1: Yeah. Too, too many to list. Too many to but list.
0: Yeah, Herbie is the only one that has been that like was ever like a real sort of possibility besides Miles
1: Davis electric years. Yeah. yeah. And to any everybody saying yes to Jay-Z, yeah. Tell Jay-Z yeah, to yeah. say yes yeah. to us.
0: Yeah, tell tell Sean to call me.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, we've been asking for years at this point. Like yeah. I love that. One of my favorite uh TikToks is do you ever see the one where somebody walks up to him on the street and says, "Can you sign my vinyl?" And he looks at it and goes, "This is a bootleg" and throws it on the ground. <laughs> 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 Cuz it's like it's some album that's never been officially released on vinyl. So like oh, he goes no. like, "This is a bootleg." And just like whips it. Yeah. Ruthless. Oh man, that's one of my favorites. Yeah.
1: Ruthless. Yeah. Amazing. Well, that's it. We did that's- it. Uh, Somebody
0: asked in the comment thread earlier, I forgot your name. Somebody asked, has the estate said anything to you guys about this? Vince has just repeatedly thanked us for doing this. You know, Vince, uh, if you listen to the earlier episodes of the podcast, he, you know, got got picked up by Miles essentially as like a teenager to play in Miles's band. And he was alive and conscious as a music listener during the electric year. So for him, this is like his favorite period of Miles. So like he's just been very proud and excited and has, you know, been super, super pumped about this and very thankful he texts me all the time. Um, So that's been the big thing is like Miles's nephew is super into this box.
1: I mean but, what yeah, what yeah. else what what other buy-in do you need? Right. One hundred percent. Yeah. Amazing. Well cool. Uh any any other last minute thoughts? Anything? We, should, we should No we man,
0: get- I think we did it. Miles Davis mm-hmm. is done. We'll see in a month, I guess, for Whalen. Like Whalen oh, yeah. should be shipping at the end of this month, I think.
1: So that's exciting, yeah. So we'll be we'll be back to do this all again. Uh, when Waylon drops but thank you to everybody who asked a a good question honestly and I'll say it thank you for those that asked bad questions and uh, off-topic questions you know you still tried you gave it your best shot can't all be winners but life is 50% showing up right exactly so you at least got an F uh so cool well thanks all for joining us and uh we'll talk again soon
0: thanks This episode of the VMP Anthology Podcast was hosted by Paul Bass. It was executive produced by Andrew Winnestorfer, and it was edited by Sydney Berlinger. Thank you again for listening to the VMP Anthology Podcast. Thanks for asking questions on the Q&A. Thanks for being so enthusiastic about this box. When we do these things, we never know how they're going to be received, and the reception to this has been, quite frankly, overwhelming for all of us at VMP. It's... Something we've been very proud of and the fact that you guys are all liking it as much as we're proud of it has been a real uh, edifying and good experience for all of us who worked on this one. So let me take this last opportunity to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for letting us do this incredible dream job. And we promise to you to always try our best and maybe give you more electric miles in the future. So that's it for this season. We'll see you soon. Before we go, listen to more Water Babies.